Hey everyone, I'm Mallory Rubin and I am thrilled to tell you that House of R has a new podcast feed. Joanna Robinson and I will now be with you twice a week with more of the deep dives you've come to know and love on the Ringerverse. In addition to exploring all of your favorite nerd culture new releases, we'll have nostalgic revisitations, hype meters, Hall of Fame inductions, tropes courses, drafts, and more. All bad babies are welcome as we dive into Star Wars, Marvel, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, and beyond. Follow the new House of Our feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Viore. Uncomfortable clothes are just the worst, and no one should have to deal with that. I mean, I'm not too ashamed to admit it. In the beginning of my journey, I had some podcasting pants. They were uncomfortable. They weren't aerodynamic. Yo, it was hurting my performance. And there are so many better options out there like Viore. Their performance apparel is unbelievably comfortable and versatile. For instance, their performance jogger, you'll never want to take it off. And you can pretty much wear it anywhere. The gym, while you run your errands, or while you're relaxing at home watching movies. So get yourself some of the most comfortable clothing ever at Viore. It's an investment in your happiness. And get 20% off your first purchase by visiting viore.com slash ringiverse. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash ringiverse. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue, a surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. Welcome into the Ringerverse. This is, of course, the Ringers Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. We are reunited. Steve, the architect, Almond, the tinkerer of things. We are. Jomi, the explainer, Duran, you've got questions, he's got answers. We are. Old Man Van, he of the shadow hairline. And we are. Coke Baby Chuck, the 24 karat closes together. We are known as uh, the Midnight Boys. Late pew pew, Jomi. What's in a late pew pew? What are you talking about? Uninspired. No, no, no. Not you, Steve. Jomi was late. Jomi, what's going on with you right now? Sure. I'm fine. You you look a little... Are you you have a case of the vid right now? You look a little bit... It's I mean it's definitely warm in here, but why? Why do you? Have, it's you're in your house. Why is it so warm in there? It's a warm house. There you uh, go. That's why. Ooh, hot house. Oh my hot gosh! House. Can he it's the hot. It's a hot house. Nope. Jesus. I want to talk about the hot house. Hot house. Jomi's house. H H. The hot house. The dinner on house is hot. I know what's going on in there. Got a lot of kids running around in there. I know how it goes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Follow us on socials. Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, save Jomi's job. Jomi, how are things going over on socials, bro? Things are going good. We got a 22K on IG. Appreciate y'all. Continue to like, continue to follow. Hey, the engagement's going great, guys. I love it. Thank you, guys. It means a lot. It's amazing. All engagement ain't great. Engagement, Jomi. All I got to do is show the bosses the numbers is going up, and that works for me. So. Hey, the numbers is going up. You say racism numbers are still numbers, Jomi? Look, I ain't got to. I, I, I ain't got to read all the comments. Hey, wait, 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 are we talking I, about L sisms? Are there sisms? Hold on, hold on. Are there? I, I haven't seen this. Steve has been gone. 
are there are there sisms happening over in the socials? Are we getting into some sisms, Charles? What? Joe, we can answer the question. Oh, we oh, can why, cut Joe, me, Joe, no, no, we can cut it. Shit. Jomi, answer the why. Why would we cut it? Stop being pussy. Jomi, answer the question. Like, like, are there sisms going on? I haven't Jomi seen is that. ready for the weekend no. right now. He is disheveled. In Labor Day, he's so close for Jomi. What, what are you talking about? What's this? Like, we have a fantastic audience that, yes, while sometimes they are they disagree with us on certain aspects of the podcast, they do it in a way that is, you know, very respectful. Oh, that's enough. And You're very... such a company, man. You make me sick. <laughs> like, oh, let's, 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 let's get to the cover. Let's get to the programming reminders. Jomi, you're one day going to be CEO of Spotify. Jomi Eck. That, like, that, you're such a company, man. Like, you make me sick. Programming reminders. On Tuesday, Charles, Justin Charity, and Jessica Clemens will be taking a look at the One Piece live action film, oh which Charles, I'm sure you loved it, right? Guys, this hurts too much. It's like a punch. <laughs> is this how y'all feel all the time? Is this is how, like, damn, it's going to be rough. All right. Wednesday, the Midnight Boys will be giving you their instant reactions to the most non-controversial <laughs> show. In the history of Disney Plus, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. They, co- they cooking that, that backflip she did. They cooking that shit on socials. They don't like it? I like that. I, I, mean, like so the I, I saw people take that clip out, and you would have thought somebody killed Baby Yoda. Motherfuckers are like going to war over whether the flip was the greatest thing of all time or Dave Filoni has ruined Star Wars again. I, yeah, I don't know what it is about this show, but we have now come to the crossroads where Star Wars is either the best it's ever been or it's ruined forever. It's always it. like that, Jimmy. It's been that forever. Nah, it's nah, always nah. Like no. That. You want to know why I'm in a mood? Like, I can't scroll. I can't blink. I can't open my eyes without someone going, man, Ahsoka was great. I love it. So I'm going, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. How dare I exist in the same time as this show? It's like, guys, please, I, peace. I just want peace. Well, you're going to get some peace next Friday because mm. Button Mash is returning with their Ooh. RPG blowout and Baldur's Gate 3. Wait, RPG blowout with Baldur's Gate 3 and Starfield. Two games I've never heard of before. I'm trying to think what my favorite RPG is. Is, is Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy is an RPG, yeah. right? Kingdom Hearts Kingdom might Hearts. be it. Oh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is an RPG. Let's go through some of the best RPGs to get people ready for, for Button Mash. Shout out to, uh, to, to Jess and Ben. Um, Kingdom Hearts is not an RPG. It's a magical, whimsical adventure. Sure. Um, that touches your heart and actually puts you in a weird trance. It could be demonic. I'm not sure. The game had me going. <laughs> like the game had me. I, I was like, whatever. Uh, what, what is uh, Steve' favorite RPG? Dragon Quest. Dragon, Dragon Quest, Quest. Mass Pokemon, Effect. Persona. Final Fantasy Seven. Mass Effect's good. Mass Effect's great. Mass Effect's great. Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. There you go. Knights of the Old Republic. There you go. Uh, on today's show, we are going up, up and away. And talking about the full first season of My Adventures with Superman. My Adventures with Superman, fantastic, whimsical show of life that people love. Full first season, we're going to be discussing it here on The Midnight Boys. You guys have been asking for this. You guys have been asking for 
You guys are like, oh my God, give us something other than Marvel and Disney and Star Wars and Lucasfilm, blah, 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 blah. You guys always <laughs> say that. But if I if we came through with a random Howard to Duck podcast, you would pitch yourselves. You don't mean what you say and we know it. You guys you see the big, numbers. Y'all don't be standing by all y'all words. Like you guys, we like you, you love the mouse just as well as I do, suckling at the teeth of the mouse. All right, but we're giving you something different here, taking it back to soups. The first and the best. Uh, My Adventures of Superman. Um, Here's the deal. Uh, We're doing it, and we're going to spoil everything about Superman. I don't know if you guys are aware, but Superman is not from Earth. Mm. From a different planet. Krypton. Okay? All that stuff, if you didn't know it, if you're not up on it, if you haven't been around and paying attention since, I don't know, fucking 1938... Superman lore is going to get spoiled. I don't mean to to upset you guys, but it's going to happen. Before I get into that, I want to ask a couple of questions to Steve. Yes. Steve, you weren't on the latest Ahsoka podcast. I was not, no. You were shaking your ass at a Beyonce concert. Am I correct? It's very true. Damn, the activist strikes again. So we didn't get your opinion on this somewhat controversial third episode of Ahsoka, which seemed, to Jomi's point, to either make everyone think that Star Wars is bank or make Correct everyone it. think that Star Wars is cooked like Gordon Ramsay. Correct answer. <laughs> right. Steve, what were your thoughts about the third episode of Ahsoka? Did you see it? Did you like it? What did you think? It was fine. I, th- I think it was kind of like the... Uh, we've, had, we've had like episodes like this, I think, in like earlier seasons of... Not, not directly comparing this, by the way. To like Mando, where like there would be one like action heavy episode that's like relatively shorter, and then we get like a long meteor story rich dialogue heavy thing. I think this is trying to like skirt the line of like being like as like wondrous as possible while still like trying to you know push that plot forward. It seems to struggle a little bit, it's a bit shorter. I, I don't think that this is like the death knell of Star Wars by any means, but I think it certainly is something that like, we're okay, we're going to be looking at the full picture here when we come to see episode four. Charles is looking at me like I'm like I'm selling right now. I, no, it's just I was wondering where I'm um, disgusted. I was wondering where you were at on Wednesday. I could have used some of this. Could I could have used you some, wanted some, dis- some tra- diplomacy here? You no, 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 because I think because I think you do a great job where it's just like I'm on one side generally and like Jomi and Van are usually on another. You're the nice middle, you know? You're a mm. moderate. We needed a I, moderate. You know, I got to be honest with you. I don't think that's true. That I think he's moderate. I'm, I'm a harsh grader at some point. So I'm, I've, been, I've been accused of hatery. Yeah, like I think he's harsh here. But I, I'll be honest with you guys. Here's the thing. Do I tend to like stuff? Yes. Does Charles tend to hate stuff? Yes. I don't tend I'm to hate sure. stuff. Stop saying that shit. What? Charles. Charles. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's, just, Charles, Charles, let's just move on. Charles, let's just move on. Charles. Charles, wait a second. Wait a second. It's not wait hate. Like, y'all call anything. If I, if I don't call shit, like, y'all give me a piece of shit and be like, yo, say it smells like a cupcake. I'm like, it smells like a piece of shit. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, what do you want me to say? Okay. Can I say, can, okay. Wow. You're emoting right now. <laughs> and, as, and, as, and, as, and as your friend, I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> It's not negative that you have a high bar for things. It's not. It's not a negative at all. But I think 
it's at least fair to say that you have a high bar for things. It's not negative. Oh no, some that's, have fair. A high bar. that's fair. Some people, some people that's have, fair. like so. You have a high bar. Jomi has no bar. I watch. <laughs> I watch a lot Yo. of garbage. Wait, where did that strike for Jomi? You go hold on. Watch a lot of Wait a second. Wait a second. God damn it. Jomi watches Emily in Paris. You know, it's, it's like passionately. Right, very, passionately. You know what? True. You are very oh, true. Man, you are so, absolutely so wonderful. Why? Why is it? Hold on, before we get into my visions of Superman. We are the midnight boys. You fucking pew. Okay. Why is it so difficult? You know, why is it so difficult? Let we just talk this out real quick so so that the audience can hear. You guys, seriously. Okay. Like, like, let's just talk about it. So let's just be real. You're kicking Charles in the fucking teeth right now. For whatever reason. And by the way, and by the way, not everybody, not everybody, but some of you are kicking Charles in the fucking teeth. Can I ask you, is it, Eddie, is it better or worse than how bad they were on you for Spider-Verse? Because that got dark. But here's, it, it got dark, but here's the thing about me and Spider-Verse. I don't know if people don't want, people want me to lie. <laughs> me and Khalil went to see the movie. I liked it. I wasn't over the moon about it. Whatever that's, a, whatever that says about me, I am that. It, it, you ever been in a room? It's like you guys have never had like conversations with true film nerds before. You're in a room with somebody, and you're like this. Jomi's putting his Ahsoka hat on. You're in a room with somebody, and you say, "Hey, man, I really liked Independence Day." And they go, "That piece of fucking shit." <laughs> Let me tell you all the fucking reasons why Independence Day doesn't make any motherfucking sense. My and gosh. you sit there, and you go, and you go, "Hey, dog." It's a movie about aliens that come from another planet and try to blow up the world. I don't really know if I need the movie to fucking cure polio. Those are the conversations that are the most fun. You're having them. I get that this stuff is really, like, it's really central to who we've been. And I'll say something else. To all of the fans out there, especially the fans of a certain age, I get that sometimes when somebody attacks the thing that you love, not attacks, or critiques, or you when you how about this? When when you perceive attack and an attack against that piece of content that you love, you take it personally. And I know why. Because for a long time, this stuff wasn't easy to love. You'd got no points for it. It made you a nerd. Remember that time we talked about LARPing on here and we were all laughing, and then we didn't realize that Steve was a LARPer. And Steve got all oh, man, fucking. That, yeah. fuck. Remember yeah. that? Remember that? I love. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that? We didn't realize that Steve had LARP. <laughs> it was doing. It was we're doing such dickheads. We were so And mean. I was just like, yeah. It's- <laughs> we didn't realize Steve had LARP. So I get it. Sometimes when you hit start, there are people out there. I'm being serious now. We'll get to my vision of Superman. There are people out there that didn't have very many friends, but Star Wars was one of them. Magic the Gathering was one of them. And the communities that they were able to establish through loving this stuff means so much that they feel seen when they're at Celebration. They feel seen when they're talking about Tolkien and stuff like that. That's the time where they feel, and to have somebody attack that, it feels like an attack on you. What I want to let you guys know is we are you. Like, we are you. And right now, we're just talking about shows that corporations made. I'm, I'm serious. Like, it, right now, we're talking about shows that corporations made. It still feels the same way. I still get that same feeling when a lightsaber is ignited and all of that stuff. But I just want people to know 
We're not going to change the way we do stuff, but we're not attacking you, even if it feels that way. You used to feel that way for me. Someone used to say Star Wars is stupid. I used to be like, bitch, your mama's stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was such a part of who I am. I get it. But I'm telling you guys, set free the burden of feeling attacked by somebody's opinion on a Star Wars show, good or bad, especially here on this podcast, because we got to do what we do. All right? Having said that, Charles hates everything. All right, now moving on. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Steve, give me the spoiler warning. <laughs> We're getting ready to talk about... You're listening to a reaction podcast. The spoilers are coming. Chuck, since you since you were one of the first people, we were all talked about the show. We liked it. I'm gonna start with you. What about this show resonated with you? It's a take on a character that we've talked about before that you don't really give that much of a fuck about, but this show seemed to do it for you. Like, what what about my adventures with Superman made you uh, happy to watch it? I mean, I think generally, probably for my entire life, I'm 30 for so 30, 40 years. Most takes on Superman kind of get bogged down in the very esoteric, like he's a symbol of hope. This is what he means to America, like down on values, all of that stuff. And in that process, I feel like a lot of times people forget to make Superman a character that you can connect with, that feels real. Um, and I think just my adventures with Superman, it's such a small scale show but it's so charming. And it was the first time that I felt like not only Superman, but Lois and Jimmy, their relationship together was way more fascinating than anything that was happening with Superman. Um, mm -hmm. When it was those three together, those felt like real people. I think even like Lois Lane, so many times I'm like not connected to Lois because people feel as if, like writers and directors feel as if, we need to give Superman a partner that's just as badass and just as perfect and just as smart as he is in a Superman uh, mode. And I think sometimes that robs Lois Lane of being a full three-dimensional interesting character. And the Lois Lane in this is probably my favorite I've seen in decades just because she felt real. She was annoying. She was a type A. I felt like, oh my God, not only does like, Clark love her. She loves Clark so much. These are these two are annoying little children, and they're perfect for each other. And I just have not felt that way in years. So I really thought that even if this isn't like a perfect show, after each episode, my heart was warmed, and I was like, these are characters that I believe exist, and I want to spend so much time with them. What about you? I think there are a couple of decisions that the show makes that are really good. Number one the show makes us uncertain about so many different things that we're certain about. Like we know this character so well, it's almost um, sacrilege in America not to know him. Like we know him so well. We know Lois so well. We know Jimmy so well. The show gives us versions of the characters and versions of their relationships that we don't know as well. We don't know the version of Lois Lane, generally speaking. We don't know the version of Lois Lane that doesn't have the entire journalistic world by the ass hairs. We don't know yeah. that. 
We don't know the version of her that's struggling for attention from uh, Perry. We don't we don't know that version as intimately. Um, we don't know the version of Jimmy that it feels left out be- because Clark and Lois are too close. Like we, it, these are all things that play so well, and we also don't really know a version of Kalel who uh, doesn't speak Kryptonian, doesn't know where his powers are coming from, has no clue, hasn't been walked through the Fortress of Solitude by Jor-El and given the been given the entire history of his people. Um, we're not familiar with that. We're not familiar with the guy who's just who's who's in the suit. Not in middle school or high school and having his powers activate, who's in the suit, but isn't quite the most powerful version of himself and is really risking something every time he goes out. We're not sure. We don't know. Um, and it's fun. It's fun to watch them be kids. It's fun to watch them fall in love. It's it would be fun to watch this show, even if he wasn't Superman. If he wasn't yes, that's Superman, what I'm saying. this would still be a fun show to watch. You know what I mean? Um, and the fact that he is Superman only adds to uh, the kind of the, the enjoyment of it. And that's what they never do with Superman. What they do with Superman, to your point, Charles, is they Superman the hell out of you. Hey, he's going to get shot in the eyeball with the bullet. And you're going to watch the bullet stop. Hey, he's going to do this. Hey, he's going to do that. But all the rest of the stuff, they go, you don't really need that. Like you don't really like you don't have to like the guy. You don't have to care about the guy. You don't have to care about Lois Lane. They can do all of this stuff and boom. Like the rest of it, we, we can just feed you whatever because you know he's Superman. And they don't rest on their laurels a little bit. They actually tell a story and they do funny, cute, amazing. Their little songs. They're silly characters and they do it all by using the lore. They fucking cared about telling a new version of the story and that really matters. Mint Boys, your thoughts? Why did it resonate with you? Jom Soka. I liked it a lot. I think the thing that I got the most out of it was the story, like you guys keep saying, it's not focused on Clark being Superman. It's focused on Clark being Clark. And his relationship with Jimmy and Lois carries the whole show. You know, like, for example, most shows would have ended after episode nine, the big battle in Metropolis, where he beats Ivo. And you're like, cool. Like, he did the big thing. Awesome. But you take another episode and you go to Clark's house for Thanksgiving and it's him, his family with Lois and Jimmy and they're all just trying to like relate. And that's the thing that I think that puts this series over the top is that I'm not just worried about Clark as Superman, where there's Clark in his relationships and his friends and they felt so real and they felt so alive. And I love that in this series. I definitely agree with you, Jomi. I think that the, probably the most compelling thing that I've, loved about this show had to be uh to van's point like making us care about the intimacy between the three our three main characters jimmy lois and clark really feed off of each other in a spectacular way and it's almost to the degree that the superman stuff comes second and while that feels weird in the superman show it kind of is exactly what you need in order to onboard an audience to all of the things that really matter in what make a Superman story great, in my opinion. The onboarding of what makes Superman so great or what makes Kal-El different from everybody else is the idea that he's still figuring it out in this version. He's figuring out who he is 
as he's figuring out who he is to Lois, who he is to Jimmy, and how that thing can, how, how the, the discovery of himself can change. I think the, the most beautiful moment that hit with me was when he tells, is after he tells Lois he's Superman and he has to tell Jimmy now. And Jimmy knew for years. So good. So fucking good. And, and it's what he tells me. He's like, we, we don't care about you. We don't love you because of what you are. It's who you are. And like, that's, that's as human as any conversation that you've had. When you've had to tell somebody or come out or like tell things that are seemingly very vulnerable about you. That's the family. And that's the like heart of the values that, sta- that Superman stands for. And that was, it's beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, I think that the greatness of this show is really, really hammered home by a great voice cast, great music, excellent animation. Like everything's firing on all cylinders. It's perfect. I did not know that it was Quaid for the longest time. And then I looked it up. I was like, God damn. Yeah. Man. Jack Quaid nails it. Yeah. I was like, this is Jack Quaid. Like he's like, his Clark is so, I think what I liked about this as well is like a lot of adaptations try to make it seem as if the minute Clark turns into Superman. He just has the moves now. Like, Lois immediately just falls in love with him. He's, like, suave and all this shit. This was... This was a show where I was just like, even when he's Superman, he's not automatically cool. Like, he still blushes with Lois. I thought probably my favorite part of the whole season is when him and Lois have been up all night trying to, like, plan the perfect fucking date. And you see, like, bags under Clark's eyes... Like, to your point, Van, in the movies, they make it, they go so far to be like, he's a god, nothing hurts him. And in this show, they're just like, yo, Clark, you look tired, you look burnt out. And what he's, it's for something so as cute as planning a date, I was just like, all right, they nailed it. Like, they get making Superman human is more than like throwing glasses on him, be like, he's, he's goofy and he's tripping over himself. So I, yeah, I just, I cannot speak highly enough about this series. One thing about what Steve was tra- talking about when she uh, when she gets told that Clark is Superman, Jimmy reacts two ways. The first way he reacts is always already always knew. The second way that he reacts is you told her first. Yeah. <laughs> so like even that is like that's how that would go. That's a that's like, a very personal reaction. That's a very to personal reaction. Like that's a very yeah, I knew you were Superman, but I was waiting for you to tell me. And the fact that you told her first, that means something. And now it's like, how could you do that? You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just little moments like that in the show. Like, Is that a, a transatlantic waypoint for, for Clark? That he told uh, her first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got caught up. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. He, you know, he likes Shorty. You I mean, here's the like, thing. Jimmy has held him down. Like, for years, you know what I'm saying? But, like, but Jimmy's always got a friend. But Lois ain't white, though. That This is true. It's true. This is very, Lois very true. White. Yeah, Lois ain't white. Like, Lois ain't white. So because Lois isn't white, I don't think he gets one. I could have easily seen giving him one for, you know, not telling your roommate. And we watched him go through something, and then we watched them get back together as friends. Also, very interesting as well. Okay, Lois has a little thing. And she's looking at the different supermen through all the other time that are bad. That is a very, very human thing. I feel like I know something about you. Can I tell you, whole nine, you are my friend, but you might destroy the world. You know, all of that type of stuff. 
those little things are the stuff that does that don't happen. If we look at injustice, which I love, of course. Superman gets tricked because he's a fucking idiot. Okay. He really can't be an idiot. It 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 took it took Joker literally three days in Metropolis to end the entire world. So it's lucky for us that Joker <laughs> concentrates yeah. on Gotham. He was in Metropolis 72 hours. Superman, Superman is a little bit of a himbo. Like, I don't know if his SAT score was, was that high. Because even in this, what I do like is I'm like, I'm always questioning, I'm like, how good of a journalist is Clark? Because it seems like Lois is really carrying this team. Uh, Clark, Clark oh, ain't yeah. really doing shit. Oh, it took yeah. one, it it took one day alone from Lois and a wackadoo wizard from space to be like, hey, help me rob something. Yeah, his yeah, Wonderlick score is in the single digits for sure. Um, but you know, Superman gets tricked and then the whole world suffers. In this right, in, in this area, uh, in this show, should I say, a lot of the consequences for Superman choosing wrong are very personal to him and very personal to everybody else. So it just makes you invest into the character even more. This episode is brought to you by Viore. Uncomfortable clothes are just the worst, and no one should have to deal with that. I mean, I'm not too ashamed to admit it. In the beginning of my journey, I had some podcasting pants. They were uncomfortable. They weren't aerodynamic. Yo, it was hurting my performance. And there are so many better options out there like Viore. Their performance apparel is unbelievably comfortable and versatile. For instance, their performance jogger, you'll never want to take it off. And you can pretty much wear it anywhere. The gym, while you run your errands, or while you're relaxing at home watching movies. So get yourself some of the most comfortable clothing ever at Viore. It's an investment in your happiness. And get 20% off your first purchase by visiting viore.com slash ringiverse. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash ringiverse. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Now, a lot of people... Might have Superman fatigue. We've talked about this before. I never will. I never will because it's too much a part of who I am. But you guys have all told me before that people uh, don't connect 
and gravitate towards Superman in the same way. It's different. It's a Batman world. It's a Spider-Man world. It's an Iron Man world. Uh, why should people give this show a chance? Why do you think people should watch this? I mean, we loved it so much. It's doing well, but why should it do better? Why should we be really excited for a season two? Why should people uh, watch the show? For me, it's the first time I've seen like a happy Superman. You know, yeah. like I'm, you know, I'm a little younger. I didn't watch Superman Returns when it came out. But my first Superman was Henry Cavill Superman, and it's depressing. You know, Man of Steel is just all sad. And then, like, if you're in the family Justice games, right, Superman is a homicidal, you know, world ender, right? This is the first time I've watched Superman, like a solo Superman thing. I was like, oh, my gosh, Clark is smiling. He's having a good time. Wow. Why don't we do this more often? Like, it was legitimately great to see a Superman that isn't like, man, the weight of the world on my shoulders. Ah, oh, man, I'm sad. Like this. Like you said, they, there's so many moments throughout the show where it's just Clark being a goofball, having fun. And that's kind of stuff is like, yeah, man, where where was this? Van, you forced me to watch uh, the first Superman movie at the crib, right? And part of the what I loved about that was Clark is kind of a goofball. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's very, you know, it doesn't take itself so serious. I think ultimately that's what it is. It doesn't take itself so serious. And I really, really, really love that in this show. Charles, you were about to say? Oh, I was about to say, I think this is what we're always complaining that, not we, I can't talk for everybody, but a lot of people complain this is what we want from our superhero stuff, but they don't really show up for it where people are like, oh man, I want something that's a little lower stakes and is about character and I can feel for these characters, all this shit. And then this stuff comes out and it's just like, people don't really want that. They want the like, they want the hamburger. And I'm just like, hey, like that's cool. But I do think when stuff like this, that's a little bit smaller, um, the animation budget for this is not huge. This definitely felt like a show that was like a labor of love and not necessarily something that they thought was going to do gangbuster numbers. And I think it actually is better for that. I think it's better for almost being in its own pocket universe where it doesn't have to be part of like this bigger, larger narrative. It can just tell a really, really good story every single week. And that's what I think we're almost missing with some of the MCU, Star Wars, Disney Plus content is like sometimes like just telling a really, really good heartwarming story in 20 minutes, 30 minutes is enough for me to be like, oh, okay, like I got that fix. And I'm just like, yeah, I just hope people support stuff that's smaller and not necessarily connected to is fucking Mephisto coming. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So Studio Mir did this. Is that how you say it, Mir? Yeah, Mir. Studio Mir. Uh, the Legend of Korra, the Boondocks, the fourth season. Um, Voltron, Legendary Defender, Dota Dragon's yeah. Blood. Uh, Big Fish in Begonia, The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, and the Mortal Kombat Legend, Scorpion's Revenge. Uh, so some stuff that we know in there. How does the animation style here, South Korean company, how does uh, the animation style here, Steve, how does that play into the narrative? It's thrown, right away you're off balance. Right away you're off balance. Right away you're like, what's going on? You got the blushing. You got the songs. You got, uh, how does that whole thing, how did that fit into your enjoyment of everything that was going on? I, I think it only it, it only takes lightly from those heavy anime influences. Like you see that first transformation in his suit that's clearly a Sailor Moon homage. We have a lot of like uh popular 
anime references as well as a lot of like pop culture and video game references like you would mention that there were like a couple of other like Lois's as she's like scrolling through like you see Kingdom Hearts Lois from from uh from one of those universes uh I think the strength of the animation and the strength of the show's look adds to not so much a lower stakes but a more breezier tone that a lot of people to Charles's point might be uh, might brush brush up against on because like oh well if we can't take it that seriously what's really the point in watching but I would say that that is the reason that you should because even the things that are seemingly more important than what we've what we're used to in superhero storytelling multiversal consequences uh, big bads that may be alluded to later or stuff like that again they're all on the seams and never really that important I think the most like meta uh we're part of a larger universe where is when lois meets all of the loises and even then that's only to inform more things about her and superman it's not going to be referenced later it seems at least i hope it wouldn't be and there's a lot of other things that would come from uh those references that i i think we can definitely look forward to it's a great use of that animation tool and it's a great use of uh, using those types of things that we're familiar with. Oh, you said Sailor Moon. Uh, Steve, go ahead and check your texts. I know I told you guys about Sailor Moon before and some Sailor Moon things that have gone on. Different I'm not going to don't check your I'm not gonna. I'm not going to look at that. I'm just no, I'm I, saying, I you, you guys like Sailor Moon. Like, you, you know, just different. There's different. I don't, do love I Sailor just, Moon. They're don't, different don't, takes. Sailor Moon is great. What, 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 what I'm saying? A, a fucking beautiful memory. different takes. They're different takes do of we Sailor have, Moon. Do we have a horny, like, in, like button? The different takes, different iterations of Sailor Moon across the internet. That's all I'm saying that have been impactful. Home. That's all I'm saying. Can, can okay? I, if I could get us on track, I also think we have to give this show points. Every single other Superman movie or show immediately wants to go to Lex Luthor. And I think that this show is better for. Being I'm so like, glad they didn't even say shit. So didn't say glad. shit because I'm just like they just they try. Like, is every villain in this like either my favorite villain or my favorite interpretation? No, but I'm like, yo, they're doing the creative thing. They're giving you Livewire. They're giving you Parasite. They're giving you Mr. Mazizzleplex. Like that is what I want yeah. from these type of shows. Like, just don't go to Lex Luthor or the Joker. Like these heroes have rogues galleries that are interesting, and I well, think Superman does it. <laughs> no, but like you could, you could still take your time in getting to Luthor. Like you don't need to I just think, jump right there. Shut the fuck up, Steve. Okay, so look, I think, like, I think to be honest with you, you guys are both right. You guys are both right because the fact that they took a non-traditional view of some of these villains made the villains work more. Am I not right, Steve? Jomi? No, yeah, I know. absolutely. The, like we're watching them. I'm like, oh, that's Parasite. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, the Dr. Ivo and Parasite together? Together. Great. I'm like, oh, it, I'm like, oh, the, the, and that it started off early when I realized that that was Deathstroke. Deathstroke played by Jerry from uh, Rick and Morty, Chris Parnell. Like, I was, I was like, like, I don't know if it oh, works, but it works. It works. And it, 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 it was a it was fresh. It was yeah. fresh. Now, there was a time, one of you guys, there was a time where I was looking for Lex Luthor. I thought Alex, who is Dr. I think that's Ivo. him, yeah. That's him. Yeah. I thought, I, I thought him, Alex yeah. was Lex. That's Lex, right? So I was like, oh, you know, wondering if he was going to 
fold into everything because, you know, you got all of these other villains and you expect Superman when he becomes Superman to have Lex as his villain. But I think that's I think you're right. I think that's true. I think the villains themselves um, and them being versions that we didn't readily recognize. And but by the way, but still all being villains that are from deep in Superman lore. And let's be let's be honest. Superman doesn't have the best rogues gallery. All right. So I, I used to think that. I used to think that, but if we're going to be real, it's not the worst because you have Lex, Brainiac, mm-hmm. Zod, mm-hmm. those three, pretty, pretty good. Does it fall off a cliff? But like, okay. it's mixed. Can, can, nah. so, can I say something? Can I say something real quick? Mixoplex can be fun. Mr. Nah, Mr. Mr. He's, he's fine. Nobody fun. fucking knows who that is. What, what are y'all doing? Like, it's Doomsday, it's, like in the like, Doomsday, 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 Doomsday so, so, and and Darkseid, kind of, and Darkseid, kind of. So Darkseid's there. If we're really talking about, okay, so look, let's just do this real quick. Superman's Rogue Gallery. All right, let's let's be real about a couple of things. Now, when we talk about Superman's Rogue Gallery, let's all have this discussion. Are we talking about? Uh, characters that us comic book fans care about? Or are we just talking about fucking characters that people care about? Because I'm being honest with you, nobody fucking cares about Brainiac. No, no, I agree, but I'm talking about us. We're talking about us. Because okay, here's the thing, us. a normal audience, like a casual, is not going to watch My Adventures with Superman. We're really talking to the people who are like... I don't like, know if that's true. You don't... I, I think I think Superman probably has more casual fans. So like it, no, no, no. I'm saying I don't know if casual fans will be watching my adventures with Superman. Like I don't, mm, okay. I don't, I don't know. So we're already talking to an audience that loves Superman, and I think Brainiac is probably the second most important. I could be, I could see General Zod as well. <laughs> I think Zod is so, the second. I think Zod is second. I think yeah. it goes Lex Zod, and then probably Doomsday. Brainiac yeah. is a more important than. Then Doomsday. I don't know, man. Doomsday killed him. I don't him. know. I think I think it goes Lex. I think it goes Lex. But Zod, Doomsday's Doomsday. not a good character. He like I agree. Here, the death of Superman is more important than Doomsday because Doomsday is just a force of nature. There's nothing interesting about Doomsday in and of itself. But what makes the show cool is the fact that like more or less like ninety percent of the villains in Superman's Rogues Gallery are not household names, and they can kind of be empty canvases to actually make interesting things. And I like the fact that the show takes the opportunity to be like, okay, hey, let's, let's, what's the most fun we could have with Mixel Plix to like actually like make some, make some fun here. I was waiting for them to do the backwards. Is the backwards, is the backwards name for Mr. Mizizoplex like canon throughout all of his interpretations? Or is this uh, just something that I'm remembering from some of the comics and the 90s Bruce Tim TV show? But like yeah, the, right. the, yeah, I think you might be right. But also remember that character is not specifically a villain. He's a trickster little asshole. He's, an, he's like that. He's not a little bit. He's, yeah, he's not. He's a villain. He's in the no. He's in the rogues gallery. He's not a villain. Okay. That's so do so, Charles. Finish off what you were saying about the rogues gallery, though. So you got. So, so I'm give saying, it to like, us. if we if we're going to be honest about this, Wonder Woman's rogues gallery is terrible. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like yeah. Green Lanterns is fine. Who else in the DC pantheon besides, like, has a better rogues gallery than Batman? I would say The Flash, but that's comic book fan shit. Who else? I mean, but that doesn't really, it's neither here nor there. That, I mean, but, I but, that, but when we go against his rogues gallery, we're like, he doesn't, I'm just like, 
after Batman and the Flash to me in a DC context, he's the only one who has that many heavy hitters. And if I'm forgetting someone, I'm probably forgetting another hero who has just as many in the DC pantheon. No, so there are not that many great villains over there in DC or DC characters that would have great rogues galleries. That's true, right? Doesn't have anything to do with whether or not Superman's rogue gallery is good. If you're saying that Superman's rogue gallery is good as compared to other DC heroes, and I guess you have a point. But if you compare them to rogues galleries that other heroes have out there in the lexicon, shit, Iron Man has a shitty rogues gallery, right? It's really like one. I, of, Iron Man's <laughs> Iron Man's is shit, like Mandarin, right, bottom, Crimson, but, Dynamo. <laughs> but 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 here's but here's the but here's the deal though. Like, there are very few heroes that do have really great rogues galleries, but it's normally the very best heroes who have them. Spider-Man, great rogues gallery. Batman, X-Men. great bows gallery. X-Men, fantastic. Great. So it's normally the, the best heroes that have them. Superman to be on that level, like up there, and not kind of be with those same guys for different guys that he fights, it's, that's the thing. But remember, also, it's just harder to fight him, right? It's, it's harder to fight him. He's fucking very tough to fight. Yep. Batman... You could fucking put riddles in the paper and you got fucking goddamn got to fight. You know what I mean? Like, like Batman, you could freeze stuff and you're going to give him some fits. The riddle nigga and the, 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 the freeze guy aren't really going to give Superman too many problems. You know what I mean? Um, but although Joker did. Wait, Joker gave him a big time So problems. can I ask really quick, just five seconds. What hero has the best rogues gallery then? Spider-Man. Either Spider-Man or Batman. I think yeah. it's Batman. Batman has Spider-Man be easy in my opinion. I think let's, let's, I mean, okay, let, let's do it. I let's think it's it. just deeper. I think you just get deeper. Let, yeah. let's you do have it, jo- okay. Joker, Two-Face. I mean, if you're talking about like popularity, then like I was saying like, Not Batman's. just popularity story-wise. Like, okay, so go. Go. Oh, Joker, Two-Face, Penguin, yeah, we, Freeze, Croc, Bane. Tal- okay. The, okay wait, a the wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Don't put Croc in there because Croc is a villain that's cool, but that's not one of the guys. Okay? One of the guys. I've seen some dope, like, fucking comics. I know. With him know. going brawling with Croc. Like, come on. Okay, keep going. So, no, like, that's all. I mean, I could no, go no, no, no. That's deeper. More than that is Ra's al Ghul. No, I, I said that. I said both of the al Ghuls. Wait, Steve, you have them both up? I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going down a list. I've got Spider-Man's villains pulled up here. I'm literally just stopping until I, like, don't really know somebody. And I'm at like twenty. So, okay, so like, give me, give me, give us Spider-Man's villains. Give us Spider-Man's. Okay, uh, Norman Guard. Osborn, Venom, Doc Ock, Craven the Hunter, Lizard, Carnage, Electro, Kingpin, Scorpion, Hobgoblin, Sandman, Mysterio, Rhino, Jackal, Shocker, uh, Vulture, Morbius, and now we're getting to like Hydro Man. So I'm like, okay, let's we could stop at Hydro Man. Okay. So how many was okay. that? That was like nineteen. What about Batman then? Okay, let's go to let's go to Batman real quick. It's a lot of villains. Also, I will say this though, real quick, real quick mm-hmm. before we get to it. So the reason why it's it Spider Man has Spider Man might be deeper, but when you think about headlining type villains, yeah. headlining <laughs> I, type yeah, villains, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. number one, number one seed. Joker made a billion dollars. Like that's like I'm a no, billion that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's, 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 that's the argument for Batman. Yeah, that's the argument for Batman. The argument for Batman is Joker's a headliner. Fucking penguins a headliner. Catwoman, like Catwoman, Riddler's a headliner. Catwoman's a headliner. It's a like 
you can you can do a movie with Freeze and Two Face and all of those guys, but if we're being honest, those are the B tier Batman villains. And Spider Man, so you know what I'm saying? Like when Spider Man first came out, I thought you could do the movie with Doc Ock or you could do the movie with with um with uh Green Goblin, but it's tough, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Steve, go ahead though. This list has like seven different clay faces, so I'm just gonna skip. This. No, okay, just clay. We yeah. got we got Joker, Two Face, Penguin, Bane, Scarecrow, Clayface, and then there's like five more. Uh, Cassius Payne. Let's get Razel Ghoul, Talia Ghoul, Jason Todd, uh, Professor Pig, Todd. Riddler, Court of Owls, Killer Croc, Mister Freeze, Hush, Harley Quinn. Ventriloquist, Harley. Hugo Strange, Steve Black Lewis. Mask. Harley doesn't count though. Harley counts. Harley, Harley definitely counts. Harley is the sidekick uh, of his main villain. No, nigga. Harley counts. Harley is one of the most popular comic book characters on the but fucking face. She's not of as a not as a Batman villain though. Yes, she is. She's in the Rogues Gallery. Are you she's joking? Not, she's not. Not as a. She's not popular like that as a Batman villain. She's popular like that as an anti-hero with for her the own bulk stuff. of her existence. For the bulk of her existence, was she not, known it's just as not a, true? That is. No. That, she was in the Batman animated series as a villain. She, okay, she started off, she is the sidekick to Batman's main villain. But Which makes her a villain. Popped, when she popped off, it wasn't for being a Batman villain. That's all I'm saying. If you want to call Harley Quinn a Batman villain, I know that Batman has had many adventures where it was Batman versus Harley Quinn. So if you if you want to call Harley Quinn a Batman villain, fine. I'm just, I'm saying that it's, it's, it's not. I, I'm I stopping say, at Mad Hatter, by the way. I will say I, this, though. But Mad we Hatter forgot about a, Scarecrow. And the Scarecrow is a big one. I, I could have sworn one. I said that, but yeah. So, Scarecrow. No, I, you said it, but I'm saying that's... If, if, if you put Batman's top five against Spider-Man's top five, Batman's I think ba- Batman, like, Batman's nine times winning. out of ten. Right. Batman's winning. Batman's winning. Uh, bat, like, if you... And that, by that, Batman's winning. Batman has a rogues gallery with those. Those are classic comic book characters. Yeah, like classic comic book characters, right? And I heard you talk shit about Professor Pig, Steve. Professor Pig is dope. I mean, he's just just a murderer in a pig mask. So, <laughs> Tough. so I, I I have a big I have a big qu- wait, Steve, really quick. Bad Hatter is just a murderer in a hat. Like, what are we would doing? You, would you guys? No, he's Carm- fucking Alice in Wonderland themed. At least, would you That's guys fun? Carmine Falcone in that. Fuck no. I think he's up there. I like him. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. He like has classic him, but... comics. Stop, yeah, Steve. I, 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 I like Carmine Falcone. I like him as a villain. Yeah, yeah but like, you like Firefly? Like but, what? But, Come on. But back to the villains here? here. By giving the villains the Kryptonian tech, or the, or not the not the Kryptonian tech, but, give it, but giving the villains the tech and making that central to their powers, it unified them in a way and made them more interesting. Because Superman's villains have had a problem being interesting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, because it's it's hard to fight Superman because he's fucking strong as a god. But that really worked. And I think that's another thing. For as many Superman movies as we have talked about, where we've talked about the fact that Superman doesn't quite work, the thing that never really gets discussed is the fact that the villains haven't quite worked. Kevin Spacey didn't quite work as Lex. All right. Michael Shannon, I liked as Zod, but it homie, wasn't. Whoa, whoa, homie from Smallville killed it. Like homie from Smallville out. killed it. But I'm talking about more of the 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 big screen, the big stuff, ones. Yeah, but they've gotten Superman right on the small screen. This is I, Superman has a great legacy of of, of television. Fantastic I love the cartoon from the '90s is so good. Like I like that. Yeah. Great. Superman has a great like on the big screen. I think some of these villains 
And, you know, you guys, the, the Jesse Eisenberg and all of that stuff. And sometimes I think they need to give us Brainiac. If they don't give me Brainiac, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. I don't want to see fucking Zod or Lex ever fucking again. Um, Back to this show very specifically. We talked about the fact that it might be for diehard Superman fans. Is the show a little bit too quirky for it to catch on mainstream? First of all, it's already animated and not everybody is into cartoons. Chris Ryan once told me straight up, I don't watch cartoons. Like, <laughs> so uh, shout out to, to CR and the whole CR on me. So that plus the fact that it does feel a little young, right? Is that going to turn some people off from the show being a massive, massive success? Honestly, and, I don't think so. Because... Mm. All I kept seeing on social media is like, I think the one thing that we haven't talked about is the chemistry between Clark and Lois and how unrelentingly horny they are for each other and how cute it is seeing them like fumble through that shit. I do think that's way easier for a younger demographic to grab onto. Like I could see people who who grew up with a Young Justice or some of the Teen Titans cartoons who might be like into DC stuff but have not liked the movies. I think this show has way more connected with like a Steven universe or a adventure time where kids grew up on that shit. So I don't think that the older diehards, like if you're over fucking 30, I think you're going to look at this. Like this shit is too fucking twee, uh, which is fine. But to your point, what you said before, Jomi, Fucking Superman has been depressing for like the past 15 years. Every interpretation of him that is not the CW show or this TV show is like he's space Jesus and he's afraid he'll kill us all. He's listening to emo music. I don't need that again. I think it's the opposite, actually. I think the quirk is what brings people in. You know, this is something that's very accessible. Like they recognize this, like Steve was talking about the Sailor Moon sequence. We can we can pick that out. That's something that's like really popular and really famous. And so when you're watching the show, this reminds you of like the stuff that we watched back in the day. Like you said, Teen Titans, The Young Justice, all this stuff. And so it feels very familiar, but in a in a nice new way that I think a lot of people, if they're maybe seeing Superman New Light for the first time, are gonna be like, "Oh, this is awesome! This is really cool! I can recognize this! I I see it." Do you think that James Gunn can take any cues and any inspiration from this show moving forward? I mean, you know, the future of the DC comic book movie experience seems to be riding on Superman Legacy. Uh, even though it doesn't matter whether or not Superman Legacy does numbers or not, y'all going to get the movies. <laughs> they <laughs> they going to make the movies. Okay. Um, is there anything that he can take from the success of this show thematically? Uh, to imbue Superman legacy with it? Or do you think he's he's paying attention to that? I don't know if he's paying attention to it, but I do. If I saw any type of chemistry between Clark, Lois, and Jimmy in his movie that even matches the energy of this show, I think we're already like off to the races. I think James Gunn can design, like him and his team can design the fucking shit out of superhero movie. Whether you like them or not, Guardians of the Galaxy looks good. Like the Suicide Squad, the how he thinks of this stuff, I'm not worried about his Superman. 
I want him to get the emotional beats of like Clark Kent, Lois, Jimmy, Monpa, Kent, right? Because when was the last time any of those characters were done justice on the big screen? Mm. Is has it been since Christopher Reeve? <sighs> Maybe like bro. Amy Adams was fine. She wasn't bad, but like it wasn't her, it was the script. It was yeah. it wasn't her, it yeah. was the script. And when I was it the movie wasn't the movie wasn't bad, Man of Steel, but that movie wasn't about Superman. And it wasn't about Lois Lane. And it certainly wasn't about Superman and Lois Lane. They had it just wasn't about them. It was about other stuff. It was essentially an an alien invasion movie with a flying guy in it. It wasn't really about them. You know, it, it wasn't. And I'm, that's not a diss towards Zach. I'm just saying that you came away from the movie like, there was a lot of stuff on the screen that I liked, but did I like the film? You know, it's not a bad movie at all. You know, it happens. It's not a bad movie at all. Uh, all right. You want to get in some awards for the season, Chuck? You want to want to want to give? Yeah, let's do let's do some awards. MVP of the season. This could be a character. This could be a creator. This could be anybody. Yo, Van, who is the MVP of the season? Jimmy. Jimmy. Mm. Agree. They came up. Uh, Get to the bag, (laughs) Jimmy. Came up. Yeah, Jimmy, man. Jimmy, millionaire now. Jimmy, Jimmy got the bread. Like Jimmy, Jimmy. To me, I love that character. I love Flamebird. I love the whole Nah part when he was up against Nah. Nah. <laughs> like that whole thing was so funny. Bruh, I could also make an argument that the supporting characters off screen, like the away from it, could have also been the MVPs, man. Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to talk Vicky about Bell, this in the episode. Fucking like, Mala. Monster Mala. All and of the rain. When he started talking in the French accent and they were squabbling like 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 they were like husband and wife. I was like, dog, this shit is so fucking funny, bro. I love yeah. this. Steve, the new kid, the news kids newsletters, flipping yeah. them all of them. I like I could I could argue that them, but I'm gonna go with Jimmy. I thought Jimmy was really, really funny. And he was the glue, like a glue guy on the team. That's what I would say. All right. So Min Edition, what would you say was the best episode? <sighs> Uh, I mean, for me, I liked, I liked Kiss Kiss Fallen Portal. You know, I know we're like kind of like the multiverse. Does it work? But I think they did a really fun thing in this episode where they explain it's because you guys remember that that black hole that opened? Oh, that was us. And just seeing like all the Loises and how how much Clark feels for Lois. You know, you know, we, we see it in the previous episodes, but this is like the first time where he's like, "Yo, she's in trouble. I gotta go get her." Ah, and he's like freaking out. I loved, I loved it a lot. I, th- I think that might be mine as well. I really, it's, it, it's tough because it's a, again, it's very full of like cute, fun references to just like former Superman, former Loises. I love that the Max Flesher Lois was Lois Prime, and she's just like in scuba gear and adventuring and stuff. That was great. Yeah, I think I would have to go with that because again, it's like it's really capturing like what it means for like Clark to like really be invested in wanting to go on a date with Lois and getting those getting some things wrong about having what it means to help people and like having to be a bit more pragmatic and then like after the fact, it, it's either that or the episode right where he tells Lois that he's Superman and like she knew for a whole episode and it's just trying to get him to tell her. 
Uh, and then she just jumps off the building as, as in a great homage to like that to Superman two when she shoots him. Like it's great. It would. I, I was wondering. I was like, what if Clark would like just didn't catch her? Like, what if he was just like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, what? and he let her liquefy. <laughs> no, I, mean, I was just I think what if he like sneezed like, and he was just like, wait, what happened? And like she. What, like, like, what if she was Charles, wrong? Just out of like, like, what if she yeah, was what wrong? If she was wrong? <laughs> like, that's so the great, sure that's the great thing because they did that in Superman too. Where like if she's gonna shoot Clark, but she knows it's like what if he were wrong? He's like in Superman too. She there are several chances chance, chances taken. The Superman in the original, she, I mean, she does the same thing where she jumps off. We've seen Lois, but you know, she also like you said could have murdered her, a human being. But she, but that's yeah. the thing though. That's Lois. She knows. That's Lois. She, she knows like that she shit. knows. Right. Here's the she, thing. I was at that point. I was just like, Lois, this is kind of foul. Like, this is like really like because she kept getting no. Imagined. You want to talk like, about foul? That's nah, because like, she was Mary, just like, that's Mary how Jane could you keep off. this from me? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you have, you don't need to know this. Like, can can I to me? Can, can can we end this trope right now? Too the trope of you're a superhero with a secret identity. I can't believe you hid it from me. Can we Damn. get rid of that? Yeah. Yeah. Is that? That trope sucks so bad. <laughs> now, uh, there's one way that it's done really well. Have you guys ever read Irredeemable? Yes. I don't think I have, no. No. So in Irredeemable, he is, he is, um, he's like a Superman type figure, right? Right. And. Oh, I've heard of this. Right. And he, yeah. he, he has a, he, he suffers a psychotic break and he goes nuts. But. Part of it is because the Lois of his world, when he came out and told her that he was the superhero, she freaked out and she <laughs> left him. She was like, I cannot believe you've been doing this to me. You made me look like a fool. And she embarrassed him in front of everybody. And that caused him to snap. And then that was bad for the world because he started Ben, what would you do if like tonight Kaliga was just like Ben? I'm a superhero. And she just like starts like flying around the room, laser beams, everything. Are you freaking out? I'm like, I would be like, yo, why are we, why, like what? Like, <laughs> there's so many things that we need to have figured out. Number one, why did we just fly on a plane in New York? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you can't just because she can fly doesn't stuff. mean God. you can fly. That's you know money I mean? that could have been saved. No, wrong. I put some goggles on. Put a little oxygen mask on. Go we'll piggyback. Fly. Yeah. Hold, hold what about your like, luggage? But I, I don't, bruh. Y'all looking at it wrong. With the money that I saved, I could buy new stuff when you get to New York. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just a lot of things. <laughs> you can get for an example, apartment with all the flights what? saved for, at this point. Like for like for example, but it's why am I wasting time cleaning up the house? Couldn't you have done that in like a second? Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Still telling her to crazy. still Ooh. telling her to clean up like crazy. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. My name is Van. Damn. Uh, but no, um, this is what I hate. This is my one nitpick about what you just said. That's like when everybody's like, yo, why couldn't the Flash just clean the fucking house really quick? I'm like, because to him, cleaning the house is still takes forever, even if it only takes him a second. Like his his brain, a second is way longer than the fucking human brain. Same thing with Superman. Just because he can clean it up quicker than a human does not mean it's still Yeah, but not he's on annoying. human time. He's on Earth. No, 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 no. But he's not perceiving time the same way we do. Neither does the Flash. No, I get that. So are, are you telling me that it takes the Flash like an hour to do something and that hour is a second to us? 
So no, to him, to him, a second to us is a second. To him, a second, we don't know how long it is. A second could hit to him might be so like I'm a half asking. hour. So, uh, so it could I'm saying, be an hour. So I don't know. That's that's that is living in hell. I he does live in hell. Yeah. He bro, would that, drive someone bro, insane. Bro, that is living. So you mean to tell me, so when the flash is moving all fast, it's not that he's moving all, he's moving slow to him fast to us. I guess that's what you see when you see it. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Because when, because he's not, he can't perceive, like, even if he's traveling at the speed of light, to us, we're like, what the fuck is happening? His perception, his brain is still like, I'm running normally like a human, or he would constantly be going, how would he talk to us? Like, when he talks to us, it probably sounds like a chopped and screwed album. You know what I'm saying? To him. I wonder if they to turn him, it on and him. off. I wonder if they turn it on and off. Yeah, I think this is when he's out of the speed force. That yeah. he's just, right, this you is know. fair. This is fair. But if he's in the speed force, my cooking thing, cleaning, whatever, yeah, still no. holds true. So if he's exactly. cleaning up, if he's cleaning up going super fast, it takes him like the normal time. But in his mind. Perceive it as, in his mind, but it, we yeah. perceive it as one second. That's whack. Yeah. That's a whack power. <laughs> I'm just being for real. Like, and you just told Kalika to clean the house like that. It's crazy. That's not what I... Hold on. This is what I said. I said, why am I doing it when you could Don't do it Don't get Van in trouble. He already quick. got in trouble wow. for the wood in Ahsoka shit. Don't get it. Like, come on. Hey, smile more, Ahsoka. <laughs> All right, my last award. My last award. Best adapted character. I think I do have to give it to Lois Lane. I think that like this show does not work if Lois Lane doesn't work. And this is like the rare adaptation I've seen where I'm just like, a lot of this hinges on whether this character can be charming enough um, and spunky enough to kind of ground the narrative, especially when later in the season, I'm just like, okay, y'all are getting very super heroic she still needs to kind of be the emotional thing that it's like holding this thing together. I think they did a wonderful job with this version of Lois. Like, to your point, I don't know if I like the episode, but when she realizes like she's the only Lois, like she's the least successful Lois, that hit. Like that was, I was It's like, like some everything everywhere all in once narrative. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, like I, you're like, the that, worst I was like, that was fucking good. <laughs> yeah. This is how she would react. That's a human you're thing. You're the only one without a Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> you know what? Once again, something happened here. We all like Clark. We all like Superman. But we're talking about a lot of things around that character that really work. And that's the way you got to do the, soup. That's, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. That, that's the way you got to do soup. So, yeah, it, I have no soup, problem Superman shines the more everyone around him shines. Because if you humanize all of the characters around Superman, that's contagious and it will make it easier. Like Superman feels more like a human when he has human problems with real people, not when he's snapping Zod's neck in half. No shots at Steel. It's true. It's true. But, yeah. All right, look, it's time. Midnight Meter. Uh, from 1 to 10 with an 11 and 12 being reserved for Game Changers and Bone Fade Classics. Going to start off with me. There was only one episode I didn't dig. Ooh. Which one was it? The multiverse one, and oh, it had nothing to, and tough. it had nothing to do. It had nothing to do with the episode itself. It's just, I think some multiverse fatigue got in there. When I say I sure, didn't yeah, dig sure. it, I mean it was good, but I was like, really? And like the another multiverse thing fatigue, the, yeah. There so were I elements was, I liked of that episode, but to your point, I was like, if I see another council of characters, I'm gonna fucking lose it. So I've decided to make a very easy midnight meter ranking metric on this show 
which is I'm going to give the show one point for every single episode that I liked. And that's nine out of 10. Ooh, so I'm going to give this a nine out of 10. Okay. There you go. I think I will go one grade lower. I think I'm going to give this an eight out of 10, which mm-hmm. in my book is like giving something a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I really love the show. <laughs> Motherfucker just won an Academy Award. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. I'd like to thank Charles well, Holmes for I giving do, us this I eight. Pitch, I do pitchfork scoring. You know, like back in the day, no, pitchfork yeah, gave you, you like a 6.5. You'd be like, oh my God, this is the best fucking album of all time. So Bro, I'm going I just seen game. that. Pi- I'm, I just saw that pitchfork gave Earl Sweatshirt and Alchemist. Uh, they gave it a 7.8. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that shit must be the best that's ever been made. Because Pitchfork, be, Pitchfork will be like, this is really inventive stuff, blah, blah, blah. Five. You know? Like, so, yeah. so, Y'all are too young to remember this. Do you remember the Pitchfork score they did that was just a video of a chimpanzee pissing in its mouth? Oh, yeah. That's no, the Jet album. Yeah. There was just no words. <laughs> I miss that type of criticism. That's, that's the shit I grew Jesus up on. Christ. All right, so that's 9 out of 10 for me, guys. 8, show me. Uh, my turn. Uh, nah, man, I'm really glad that we got this show. You know, I've been very, you know, sad about, like, animation being, you know, in the mud. American animation specifically. But, you know, with this show, and, man, we get Lower Decks next week and Fiona and Cake, man. Like, Ooh, Fiona and Cake. I'm tapping it tonight. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> we, 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 we. Yo, that second episode is something special, I'll tell you that. Like, we, we, we cooking with gas right now. For this show... I'm, I'm with Van. I got to give it a nine, man. I really rocked with like all the stuff that happened in this season. Uh, you know, fingers crossed. I know they said at the end they said season two of production, but you know how these people be. I really hope we do get that when they, when it's time. I'm gonna call this a nine as well. I think this is is a, it's a fantastic outing. Um, really little to nothing to complain about here, but uh, I can't wait for more. Yeah, Ismail Saeed, Jack Quaid, Alice Lee. Those are your three leading voices right there. I would like to say something else. We'll also like to say uh, while these all all these other characters were different versions of themselves, I would like to just point out that Amanda Waller is the same in every single multiverse. <laughs> She's the <laughs> next <laughs> being in, in the multiverse Amanda, of DC. Everybody That's else tough. changes everywhere. Amanda Waller is the exact same. Great, 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 great Portrayal of Amanda Waller here, great version of her there, but still old Amanda. Did you watch the animated movie? I don't know what movie it came from, but I saw the video on Twitter where like Lex Luthor injects himself with kryptonite and he's like tweaking out. And then he starts like basically like tongue kissing Amanda Waller and he's trying to like press up on her and like get busy. Have y'all seen that shit? No. no. Freak nasty. This is a real DC animated movie. What do you want me to say? Nah, you, nah, nah. You made that. I up. mean, you better, you better come. I up did with not the, make that up. I'm gonna find this shit. <laughs> if somebody can find this had. shit, send it to us because it's real. <laughs> is, it, is this like Van? Like, show me the show of the girl that went to hell. <laughs> I'm telling it. you. Oh, but they found, they found the show. They found the show. They Hold found the show. Second. Wait a 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 second. I want to. I want to come back to this. The show is called Pretty Freaking Scary, and it's exactly <laughs> what I said that it was. It's exactly right. right. And, and, we weren't saying and, that. But. And, and here's the deal. The reality is, why did y'all not believe that I had seen this? What's the thing? Did you? Do you guys think it just that sounds ridiculous? You know, the way insane. you described it, the way you described like a Dirty it, Rock show, and the way that you couldn't, like, we couldn't find that it existed. Of course, I'm like, are you sure that you didn't dream this? <laughs> I, to be fair, when I go on HBO Max now, 
there's at least like five or six shows I see on the homepage where I'm like, there's no way that this is a real show. Like, where, where are we? So, yeah, that's true. Discuss, that's true. Discovery. All right, look, you guys. Oh, look at that. Look at that. The Midnight Boys loved My Adventures with Superman. Oh, hell yeah. Look at that. Charles loved it. <laughs> Ben loved it. Steve loved it. Jomi loved it. We had a lot and if of fun it comes talking back, about this show. If it comes back for season two, we might get we might get Zod and Brainiac. Might get Yay. Zod and Brainiac. Let me take out something right now. I think that Superman Legacy should just be a live action version of My Adventures with Superman. <laughs> It'd be great. Oh, I'd be in. I'd be there. I'd be what's there. that? What's that quote? Uh, good artists create. Great artists steal. Yes. Could oh, um, James Gunn. Could live-action Jimmy Olsen be a plucky Negro child? Mm, Are we going to go for that? What's what's Jordan Fisher doing up right now? What's Jordan Fisher doing right now? I don't know. Is that going to work? Nah, they should cast Lakeith Stanfield. Can you imagine? Oh, oh, come like, on. And by the way, yeah. and by the way, just, just so people know, Pluck works in animation. I don't have a problem with plucky, plucky stuff in animation. But once again, fuck the pluck. All right. I don't like plucky shit. There's a lot of plucking that's going on around here. You guys know what's up. That's a wrap. Follow us on socials Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, hashtag Save Jomi's Job. Coming up on the feed on Tuesday, Charles, Justin Charity, and Jessica Clemens will be taking a look at the One Piece live action film. Charles, he's super excited. I, I know that you are. I've been seeing you, you hint around about what you're going to be saying about the One Piece live. What is Guys, One Piece? this is the most important thing to me. This is my Superman. Oh, if I watched one episode, right? How my brother explained it to me, right? So apparently this pirate king dies, right? And But he had to, he hit the One Piece. Yes. So now everybody everybody's like trying to be a pirate so they can be king of the pirates, but they need to find the One Piece first, right? So this guy named Luffy... And he only saw one episode, but he is like a little kid. And he's like, I'm going to go find a one piece. And he gets a crew and it's, it's, I had a fun time. I ain't going to lie. What happens when you get the one piece? You become the king of the pirates. But you become king of the pirates, but nobody knows what the one piece is. What the one piece is. Nobody knows what the one piece is. That's the like, that's the main thing. It's a hidden treasure. It's like a hidden treasure. So it's a hidden treasure. You find balls, but and it makes you. But you don't. You don't get a special power or nothing. Like that's what I. No, you get powers. You get powers from the devil fruits. So basically, like if you eat like a special fruit, sound like some Doja Cat shit. You like you become like you become stretchy. Like you can like you get all cool powers and shit, but you can't swim. That's the bad. Like that's the like their kryptonite. If you jump in the ocean, you'll sink like an anchor. That's your weakness. Wow. Okay. That sounds It's delightful. the greatest show of all time. If you would give it a fucking chance, you would fall in love. Give it a chance. Well, not there the live are, action. Not the, the actual. No, no, Charles. Van, how old are you? You 43? 43. If you started watching One Piece right now, episode one, you it would be it would be the It'd like, take you 40 years. It took me 40 years to Why? finish. There's a thousand. There's a thousand episodes. episodes. Oh fuck all that, dog. This has been going on for 27 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. They, they ain't found that. They ain't found the one piece no. yet. No, like, oh, oh, oh no, fuck that, bro. They, they, bro. they ain't found the one piece. They ain't gonna find that motherfucker, bro. Like, <laughs> don't, nah, don't say dog. that. Don't nah, say that. Take they ain't that gonna find that motherfucker, bro. They no, ain't no, no, that, no, no, they no. ain't found that motherfucker one piece 27 in a thousand. Years, 27 years. I've been looking for the one piece. It's the greatest story ever told. 27 years. 
the One Piece and the Dallas Cowboys got something in common. <laughs> <laughs> like they, <laughs> if you don't have been looking for the same shit, for twenty-seven years, one twenty-seven years, they ain't found the One Piece. They fucking with y'all. Ain't no One Piece. They they sit back, get high, making the fucking show laughing at y'all. Oh, they're gonna find the One Piece. There's no One Piece. They don't have that piece. A thousand Amazing. episodes. Um, all right. A Friday, Button Mash returns with their RPG blowout. Baldur's Gate, Starfield. Also, check out everything going on over on the House of Our Feed. Check in with Joy Mal, Mal and Joe. Our producer is Steve, the architect Almond. Happy to have him back. Joe Me the Explainer, dinner on, is on socials. Hashtag Joe Me Animation only. An additional production from Arjuna, the suit, Rangapal. Joe, take us out. My Adventures of Superman was great. If you eat a devil fruit, sink with the fishes and don't be like Van who thinks his significant other should always be doing the dishes. <laughs> I never said that. By the way, I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> <laughs>